Welcome to Book in a Pint, Episode 5. In this episode, we talk to Isra Stravenhart about cats, writing, and the important things. Like, what's your favorite swear? Book and a Pint, Episode 5, with me, Michael Evan. And me, James Jenkins. So how you been, man? Uh, I've been pretty good. Um, I have to confess something. I never got around to watching Space Jam. And I never got around to watching Suicide Squad. All right, good. That makes me feel a lot better. I had, like, I don't know. It's it's weird. Like, um, I'm going, it's August 18th is not only my birthday, but also my 19-year wedding anniversary. Okay. Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm going away for a few days with my family, and I wanted to get to a point where when I went away, because we don't go, we haven't gone anywhere. Like, it's, you know, nobody really goes places now. Yeah. Um, I wanted to get to the point where I could go somewhere and, like, fucking not have to think about work at all. Like, literally, like, if I wanted to go with no phone, I could just, like, disconnect and not have a phone and just, you know, enjoy myself, like nature and hiking and, you know nice restaurants at night and just like fucking chill out so my week was insane and like the last thing i was getting to was movies unfortunately and i hadn't i hadn't really thought about that when i said i would watch it so uh no worries and also uh we're doing a that's we're doing a rare sunday night recording um because i realized i wasn't going to be around on monday when we normally record so I will try to make that a thing for next week. Actually, I was at my parents' house today, and my dad actually said that he watched it, and he said something kind of similar to you. He's like, yeah, the movie was really good, but it was really violent. Yeah. And I don't re- he doesn't usually, like, like mention, like, my dad's like a dude that will say, yeah, either this was good or this sucks, but that's it. But he actually kind of added to the point of saying that it was it was really violent. So now... Uh, and he also mentioned that the first scene, the same scene that you mentioned, um, was that one of those scenes that was tough to watch. Yeah, it, it almost turned me off of the movie. I'm glad I stuck with it. But yeah, it's nice to hear I'm not the only one that had that opinion. So, yeah, no, that's um, yeah, I, I'm going to I now I'm more intrigued, though, so I definitely want to see it. I, I think you'll like it. You're, you're a comic book guy. You'll probably enjoy it. So, yeah, well, I'm going to I'm going to get to that. I'm going to find uh, some time next week when I get back, uh, even if it's on the weekend to uh, to just watch it, because I really want to see it. And, and he said my dad said it was a funny movie. Like, he's oh, a, it's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's a big fan of of, Gar- like, of all the Marvel movies. He's always like he was the one that was like, you got to watch Guardians, too. Because Guardians 2 was even funnier than the first one. Um, and uh, he said that this, you can tell it's the same dude um, yeah. that wrote it and directed it because it's got that similar humor. So, yeah, you know, I'll definitely, uh, I'm going to make a habit of that, you know, and hopefully you'll get a chance to check out Space Jam and we'll do our little uh, critique. But uh, in the meantime, uh, before we uh, talk about our guest, anything new to report from your end? Uh uh, not really. As far as like the writing stuff goes, I've been working a little bit on Orcs of the Southern Front. We also did an early uh, name draw for a yearly Christmas thing in my family, which as anyone that knows me knows, I write a novella every year for Christmas. Right, right. So I have started outlining the uh, this year's Christmas novella. It's going to be like a uh, 
cyberpunk horror. Oh, nice, nice. I'm hoping kind of Ooh. fun one. So is there is there I know I remember that you did the um, uh, unraveled and the uh, knit pearl slip the pearl knit slip pearl, yeah that that was for the sister that drew it that that wanted a cat and wanted something she wanted to go. a dog and a oh character. a dog dog yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. fucking you see our guest is like loves is cat obsessed yeah. like, and I was I was gonna talk to her about her cats and shit um, people that don't like cats might not like this episode and I, I apologize in advance I'm kind of here nor there about cats right now and i'll get into that a little later but okay. uh definitely there's going to be some cat content in this thing um but right it was a dog and knitting and it was your sister that knits that drew so who drew how did we get to cyberpunk and who so, drew this one? uh this year i got my brother-in-law so i asked him i was like hey well what what kind of story do you want? So he's like, dealer's choice. It's like, well, that doesn't help me. So we decided what I did was I, I have like an ongoing list. Every time I have like a story idea I get excited about, I add it to this list. And most of it's stuff that I'll like never get to because I have so many ongoing series and stuff. So what I did was I picked 20 stories from that list and I put them on a list and then I rolled a 20-sided die. Nice. But he and I played Dungeons and Dragons together. So when I told him my plan, he was like, yes, perfect. And I rolled, for those who know what this means, I rolled a one, which is usually a bad roll. But the first one on there was the story, uh, I call it Sleeping Ghosts. So, you know, ghosts in the machine, stuff like that. And so I've started working on the outline. It's one I've wanted to write for a while, but it doesn't fit into any of my existing um, series. So that's why, like, this Christmas novella thing gives me a chance to, like, take a month out from everything else and write a story I wouldn't get to write normally. Right, right. That sounds cool, though. Um, Yeah, no, I'm I'm intrigued by... by some cyberpunk from you that would be awesome and what about uh so how much progress uh did you get on get done on uh, orcs of the southern front uh i think i'm about twenty thousand words into it and i'm also oh. kind of like outlining as i go because as i've worked on it i've had different ideas i've been kind of restructuring the thing um my original plan for the book is i wanted it to feel like uh you know the 1990s the mummy with the right. i want it to be that if it were written and directed by uh miyazaki from studio ghibli right so that's the tone i'm going for so as i'm we're kind of working on it i'm tweaking and fine-tuning some stuff to make that like <clears throat> oh sort of more apparent because i read some of it and i'm and i really liked it and i thought it was really cool to see uh mickey the lead character uh character actually a little bit grown up and starting yeah, to, starting to um be less of a dependent and more of her own person um, yeah this entire one she's basically uh stranded in the desert by herself so it's it's very much her figuring out how to align herself type of story yeah i can't wait to read this it's going to be awesome i love this series um but yeah so anything so you've got that going on anything else uh, anything uh yeah else? i'm getting more notes back from uh, my beta readers for uh, lightning's price uh, I'm working on the edits for Unraveled, which is my the second Pearl Slip novella. Uh, it's coming along pretty well. I think that one will be my next release. I'll probably have it done in a couple of weeks, and I might, uh, depending on how quickly my proofreaders finish up next month or two, that one will be out. Um, yeah, then that- hope, I'm hoping by the end of the year, Lightning's Price for, for, for everyone to read, but I'm thinking it might be early next year, just because my beta readers are kind of taking their time with it. Yeah, well, I mean, at this point, it's like, you know. Yeah, well, it's a couple more months. Everyone's waited four fucking years already. <laughs> I'm you're, sorry. But. You're still you're still in better shape than Rothfuss and Martin, right? So that's yeah, I, I don't I don't have that many people chasing. It's anytime I announce something else, to get the 
Yeah, but uh, where's Son of Thunder 2? Like, <laughs> but now it's at least there's a draft that exists in the wild, you know? Nice. Well, that sounds cool. Looking forward to it, obviously. Um, what the fuck's going on in Milo? Oh, I just got yeah, back to my. Stuff. I just got back to my parents' house. Like I, I swear to God, like they know I love Chinese food. Mm-hmm. I don't eat it. <clears throat> I don't eat it very often. I try to stay away from it. But I swear, because I'm feeling like honestly, for the last week, I've been feeling amazing. Like I'm honestly like I was at the beach today. We do this family beach thing. I almost played badminton, dude. Like <laughs> don't do it, Michael. Don't do it. I had to. I had to like. I honestly had to. And I almost threw my daughter in the in the water again. It was like tempting. I'm like, yeah, I can do this shit. And I'm like, no. You want to live you don't want to fucking die you're too old to have fun michael yeah so then i went to my parents house and i swear to god like when my dad when my dad orders chinese food like he literally he'll order enough fucking food for for six days like to the point where he said that the, the dude that ran the chinese place was like how many people are you having here and it's like it's just like it's gonna be six people and two of them are kids he's like that's too much fucking food and but that's that's just uh, what he, the leftovers are great. So I, I get where your dad's coming from. No, and that's the thing is that normally I would take them, but I'm going away tomorrow, so it's oh, like, okay. waste. It's a waste of the whole con. It's like he had they had us over because finally I was feeling like alive again, and he 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 decided he wanted to fucking kill me with this fucking Chinese food, like. I swear, I think I'm gonna die right now. But, I mean, I'll be uh, honest, that's a good way to go. Yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna go, go yeah, like stacked up with with uh, with egg rolls and chicken. No, I say that, but then I remember how I feel when I eat too much, and it's not a good feeling. Yeah. So um, that's so that's that's the big thing is my dad tried to kill me with Chinese food. Okay. I've uh, I've got a, a birthday which I don't want to think about because I feel fucking old. And I hate it. I'm going to be 44. So I pretend every I pretend every year that I'm 38. Um, I can I can live with 38. You know what I mean? Is that um, when everything goes downhill? Like 39 is just when it's like, well, sorry, fuck you. Well, for me, it was honestly the 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 bitch for me was was honestly the year I turned 29. I know it's a cliche. Like everybody, there's like albums about it and stuff like that about about turning 30. 30 was a really tough one for me. 40 was all right because I went to Vegas. Um, okay. My, my wife and I, my wife and I went to Vegas and we, we, uh, we did Vegas like hardcore. Like we, we did everything that, that I could have wanted to do. And I'm not a big gambler. Like I don't care for gambling, but I like Vegas. So it's like, yeah. it's, po- it's possible to dig Las Vegas, but not be a hardcore gambler. And that's kind of the way I did Vegas. We did shows, we did fucking all the, the restaurants and we, um, we did it all. And we, we just, uh, the crazy breakfasts and the walking along the strip and uh, swimming. We had a, we had a, so 40 was good. And then it was really good because it was weird. Every time we would come back to our hotel, there would be another fucking Marvel movie on. So <laughs> literally after spending a whole day by the pool, I, I come back to my room and fucking Captain America, the winter soldiers on. Nice. And I'm like, this is just, you know what, if I'm going to, if I'm going to do 40, which is death to me. And I was really, really, um, I, birthdays kind of don't sit that well with me. Because I spend way too much time thinking about uh, the, you know, mortality and the the um, finiteness, I guess, of life. Uh, way more than I should, probably. Um, but if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it in Vegas, and I'm going to I'm going to have another Marvel movie on every day. Okay. When I do when I when I do my pre dinner siesta, that's that's the way it's going to be. Um, so yeah, birthday. But it's also cool because it's also my anniversary. So every every birthday that I have, um, I also get to think about the fact that um, my wife and I have been together for another year, which is awesome because she's awesome. Um, so at least there's that. 
Um, so that's one thing. Um, oh, uh, my sixth book uh, in the first series that we're putting out, um, James Reed and I, uh, which is currently called The Cider and Ale Chronicles. Uh, the sixth book is fully outlined. I dropped a chapter yesterday on Facebook, got a little bit of good feedback on it. You know, not too much because I didn't post an image with it. But the people that have read the other books really dug this chapter. Um, okay. uh, so it's fully outlined now uh, with a few chapters written and over to my uh, writing partner. And I'm thinking the book will probably be done in the next week or so. That's very fast. That's impressive. Well, I mean, like I, I mentioned before, Reed writes really fast. Um, I outline outline fast and and i'm a a real plotter and i've got every i know everything i want to happen because there has the whole point of the series is there's all of our work has easter eggs that shout out to other books Uh so there's there's different ways i guess that the two series that we've written can be read and when it's all out there's ways to do it i'm probably going to come up with some type of a reader's guide that has the most um, the way you can read the series and get the most enjoyment out of it, even though it's possible to read it any way you want. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's, uh, so that's one thing that's going on. And I actually wanted to change the name of the series today because, uh, right now it's, uh, it's called the Cider and Ale Chronicles, but the mm-hmm. last two books are, um, the Whiskey Eternal and Wine and Where to Find It. So I thought about changing the name of the series to Cider, Ale, Whiskey and Wine. And I put it up there on, uh, I did a poll of the hive mind um, with the two titles and uh, the original title, the cider and ale chronicles won by a landslide. Have you ever done that where you wanted to, you wanted to change something. So you put it out to a poll and the answer you wanted to get was totally not the answer you got. Uh, I once did that. I put a poll out to see whether or not I should shave my head and everyone basically said, do it, you coward. So I backed out. Yeah. I mean, I don't have to listen to them. Like, I can still change the name, right? But it's kind of yeah. like you do a poll and, like, everybody seems to say the other thing and then you you go with the, the thing that the least popular vote. It's almost like you just did it to spite them. Yeah. You're all wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah? Well, I, I wasted all your time with with thinking about this and making this, like, a, a, like a, a catalyst of, of your thoughts for the day. Screw you. Yeah. I said screw you because my daughter just came downstairs oh. and I'm not uh, and I don't she think I can I, I don't think I can't swear right now. It's like the whole point of the show and I can't do it. Um, but um, now I'll do it if I want to do it. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's uh, that is really the uh, the coolest thing that uh, has happened is is September 22nd, uh, which is actually uh, my uh, the the anniversary of the day that my wife and I met. September 22nd, we're finally going to put this six book box set out along nice. with the singles and paperback. Like I've spent so much time editing and going back and editing and going back and finding shit wrong with this and. Um, and I, uh, I'm finally at the point where I have a, a good date. It's meaningful, mm-hmm. and we're just going to drop this thing. And I'm going to see how it goes. Put it to the world. First time I've really done anything other than soft launch a book before, and I'm dropping six at the same time. Well, hey, I'll be a feat, man. Yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm stoked about that. Um, other than that, uh, we do have a guest today. Um, her name is Isra Sravenhart. 
she's an author from the UK uh, that has written uh, a really cool uh, kind of paranormal fantasy, ro- urban fantasy romance series. She'll talk a lot more about the series. Uh, but he is, uh, it's super late for her right now because she's doing this at like the UK, it's five hours ahead of me. So it's like she's doing this at like 2 a.m. Yeah. Oh, so that'll be interesting. She claims that she's always up at 2 a.m. and this is no problem. So, um, we're going to um, we're going to get Isra uh, on the phone, uh, and we're going to talk about cats, and we're going to ask her some stupid questions and uh, yeah. find out a little bit about her. Yeah, let's uh, let's get her on. We're back with Isra Stravenhard. How you doing, Isra? I'm not too bad. Welcome to the Book and a Pint podcast. Great to have you. Thank you for having me. So, um, I didn't tell so Jenkins, I didn't tell you this, but um Isra actually listened to uh the last episode and the first thing she mentioned was uh the fact that I, I apparently have a potty mouth. Yeah, you're pretty bad. It's true. <laughs> is she? And, and of course, the first thing I said is, read my books. Um, uh, Isra and I, um, I, I've done some publicity for Isra, and we, we've conducted uh, ourselves over the phone for work uh, meetings, and she basically said something along the lines that I didn't think you swore, and I swear all the time. And I actually didn't want to swear because I thought you never swore because you're so professional. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, that's not me. That's just, you know, every, people people have different skins in life. Um, and yeah. my uh, my work skin is definitely different than my other skin. Mm, there was there was me practically tripping over myself. I'd actually spilled a cup of coffee fucking everywhere as well. <laughs> And I, I was I was genuinely worried about, you know, you hearing that. And then, like, I found out the other day, oh, wait, he's actually even worse than me. <laughs> I'm I'm bad. I have to, you know, I have to tone it down. I have two kids, right? I've got a seven-year-old and a nine-year-old, so it's hard. I, um, while we were doing the intro, my daughter came downstairs. Uh, she's nine, and she started playing ukulele. And I had to change one of my F-bombs to a screw, <laughs> which, oh. uh, I don't know. I, and I don't know how I Completely feel about Completely ruined that. the mood. I did. I, we might have to edit that out and, and yeah and, I'll I'll edit out the screw and I will edit in just me going fuck or you can just or you can use Isra's voice doing fuck because actually yeah that's better. a great idea I'll do that I'll, I'll pull out when she spilled her fucking coffee <laughs> and I'll I'll ed- put that fuck in over your screw that'll brilliant yeah right. I mean I have four cats so if I drop a f bomb I don't really think they give a shit oh no of course not cats yeah. don't care. unless gonna, you're calling them something bad we're gonna talk all we're gonna we're gonna spend a little time talking about your cats because i actually um i don't know what i think i've had cats i've done the cats thing um now i have kids and a dog and i don't know i don't know what to think about cats i want to kind of you know i want to pick your brain a little bit about living with cats but right. first, um, first let's talk about um your work and uh take a few yeah. minutes to tell uh the audience tell our audience about uh you yourself your writing your series uh and what you've got going on well i'm an introvert i start writing this when my introvert life basically came into full fruition uh, because I had been in a relationship unquote um, for a best part of nearly two years and we were talking about me moving to a similar area where he was for a large amount of time and then when I finally took the plunge and moved to that area I got ghosted so I was like hmm okay then so basically all of my mutual friends decided to ditch me which I thought okay then 
fine. And I was left alone with my thoughts one rainy night in September 2013. And basically, I didn't know it at the time, but I was typing the remnants of what is now her dark soul. Right. So, yeah. First of all, before we go any further, can we just, can, can you just, I'm just, I'm going, I'm, I'm, I'm listening to what you're saying. Um, you've got the, you got the floor here. Can you just give, give all those people a big fuck you, a big book and a pint fuck you? Fuck you, peasants. There you go. That's it. I, I hope that, I hope that feels good because. Um, um I actually, that's... I actually put the guy in the first book. No, no spoilers, but yeah, yeah. Okay, so you're. <laughs> You've had so so all this stuff is, has happened and that from this um from this um unfortunately I, I kind of use real life experiences and I just do a little bit of editing, so to speak. Okay. Because I there noticed. are there are real people in those books, believe you me, and none of them have got the fucking money to sue. <laughs> And the name, the main character in the book is actually named Isra as well. Mm. So talk about yeah. that a little. So when I signed with Author House, which are a vanity publisher for anyone that's listening, don't go near them with a 10 foot barge pole. They made a suggestion to me of using the name Isra for the character. And I thought, mm, okay then. And to be honest, I took it on board. I didn't have a clue what I was doing. I'm going to be completely honest with you. Um, but they seemed to think it was a good idea. And I don't think it served me in a bad way because people kind of relate to the character. Um, but obviously, I do not go ripping people's hearts out. I don't go summoning dragons. I don't constantly piss off the Love and Light Brigade every two minutes uh, like she does. Um, so, you know. So, uh, so you've got this sort of semi-autobiographical fantasy series. Obviously, uh, a lot of catharsis. Um, it seems like oh, yeah, in this. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I'm actually, I'm actually staring at a mug of peppermint tea right now, and it says, "Please do not annoy the writer. She may put you in a book and kill you." <laughs> actually, Jenkins put me in a book and killed me. Uh, you haven't died yet. I'm debating killing you in the sequel. Oh, oh, did I not? Oh, no. But you didn't, didn't die, you, yeah. But wasn't the scene that you wrote me in? in you the, do the, get the, your ass handed to you pretty soundly, yeah, but you didn't die. Okay, all right. So <laughs> hopefully um, it's yet to be seen whether I survive what comes next. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, no, that's that's definitely good form. So far, I've never had to kill anyone uh, in a book that I don't like, although um, <laughs> I, have, I have thought about it, so... Uh, so far, everyone it, it feels very good. It does, yeah, it does. <laughs> awesome. So you guys um, go, you know, and have your little conversation about this homicidal shit, and I'll talk over. And then uh, now, now I'm just a little bit fucking freaked out. Okay, but in all seriousness, so um, Isra, how many books um, do you have planned for this series? Because it really so does. Like I've, I've, um, I started I started reading the first one. It's really well written, um, and uh, and it just seems really awesome. And like, there's a lot of stuff in there uh, for readers to kind of sink their teeth into. Yeah. Uh, to be honest with you, when I was writing the first one, like I already said, I didn't even know it it was going to be a book. So when I wrote the first one, I didn't. Um, I didn't deliberately end it. I kind of left it open-ended right. because I had no idea there would be a book two. So I would say since the ending of book two, pretty much the beginning of book three was where the series definitely finds its flair. 
Um, and I found my unique writing style. The plots, book three onwards, they just get more and more darker. Um, I mean, I even shocked myself with the plot that unfolds in book three, Her Dark Rose. Uh, but so far, there's going to be eight books. Um, I've actually done a bit of a George Lucas thing because what I did is I did book one, book two, book three. That took me from 2013 to 2018. So that was five years of my fucking life. And uh, being a recluse that got ditched by everyone. Um, to be honest, you know, it really is no loss. I've heard of said people recently and they're not exactly making leaps and bounds in life. Life, so you know um but then I had this kind of wacky idea I thought oh there's such an eccentric backstory between Isra, Everilda, Astrid and Samuel we need a prequel so then came along her dark love and my favorite 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 of all of them I mean I've probably drove people nuts with this one but Kissing Darkness book five is was literally my favorite one to do um but since then we've got six and seven I'm not going to reveal the titles yet and there's a reason why because I've had Facebook friends that have kindly stolen potential book titles so I just don't reveal them until you know I've got the cover done and all that um but six six and seven will continue with the prequels and then we'll go to book eight which follows number three and that goes back to present day now book eight is completely open-ended. So there is a potential for a book nine. I honestly don't know yet. Um, I'm just going to go with the flow like I've been doing this entire time. So I know I'm you're gonna... going, can I ask a question real quick? I'm sorry. So I know you're kind of going with the flow, but do you have like a perfect ending that you would like for this character? Like something in mind? Um, I kind of want to see Isra kind of take a backseat and we see more of Astrid. Okay. Um, because he is kind of, he's a bit of a badass. He's a bit of a anarchist, especially in Kissing Darkness. I mean, I'm not going to give anything away, but he is a bit of a naughty boy. Um, and he doesn't exactly, he kind of started off working with the Light Realms and working with the Lightbringer, Samuel and all that stuff. So he's kind of got the background in both worlds, but he's got a he's got a dark side too that's why they kind of you know they kind of mesh um like Isra doesn't have much uh tolerance for other people other humans she's very well versed with the animal kingdom but she gets on supremely brilliant with Astrid because they are one of the same so if we got an opportunity to see more of him it could be very interesting to see where we could take it awesome yeah, um, I... Uh, in I've also little... got a bit of a problem where the villains are concerned. Do you like them too much? I refuse to kill them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um, there's, there's something to be said, though, um, that I wanted to... Before before you brought up villains that I wanted to mention, um, writing... When you've written, like, the same characters for a whole bunch of books, um, what I notice is sometimes, like, at least with, with my series... I've brought in side characters that I've really, really started to like, or that other people yeah. have said, wow, I really like this side character. You should expand that character, or you should do more with them. Like, I had a character that I killed off. He was just supposed to be an annoying side character that got killed off in book three, and then people were actually sad when he died, and they wanted him back. So I found a way to bring him back in book four um, as a side character as well. And then, yeah. and then I ended up writing a whole book about him in this book six that we're working on right now, because everybody 
everybody is like, you know, now that he was even better in book four, um, by everybody, I mean like six people. <laughs> but that counts. Uh, the royal everybody. Um, but yeah, so now I'm now. I'm really emphasizing the world of the side character. So it's refreshing. Yeah, right? there are a lot of them as well. I actually totaled it up the other day. I was having a conversation with um, Samuel White that signed with you as well. And he was talking about all the characters in his books. And, you know, we chat on Messenger quite a bit. And I thought to myself, I actually don't know how many I've got. I need to go and write this down and tot it up. And there's actually nearly 30 odd characters in the entire, you know, considering I've only just started writing book seven a week ago and I'm already, what, 5,000 words in? Uh, there is a lot, a lot. It could be very easy to expand upon as well. Very easy. Awesome. So, um, yeah, for sure. Um, would love to see where that goes and who mm. you decide to, uh, to bring in next. But um, we're really not here to talk about books all that much. I mean, that's, 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 that's kind of just a front to get people on. We're really just here to get drunk and talk about cats. Okay. So, um, Jenkins, have you ever had cats? Oh uh, yeah. I grew up with cats. I've got two right now. Oh really? I didn't know that. I just, I, I assumed like that you were a totally a dog person. I also have a dog. Yeah. I just like animals in general, but yeah. cats see, I... are assholes, but I love them. I had cats like I had I had a cat that unfortunately that I think we got um, when he was a little we rescued him from a clinic because they were going to kill him. Yeah. And he was a little bit older, I think, than they told us that he was. But they wanted to get him a home so that he wouldn't get mm-hmm. killed because he was basically a useless blood donor that was had, he had some type of thing fit F, FI positive for something that that wouldn't they wouldn't be able to use him as a blood donor. But he wasn't like sick enough, but they had no mm-hmm. work to do with him. And that was what was going to happen. So my wife saw him and he was like giant orange loud uh, Garfield type cat. And we we just grabbed him and took him home with yeah. us. They, gave, they actually gave us a free bag of food just to get rid of him. Um, and he oh, actually God. he lived with us for 10 years and he was he was an awesome animal. And uh, having to uh, when, when I went, when I lost him, it was I didn't even know I cared about the cat that much until we had to let him go because he got sick. Um, now I had another cat um, before that that was literally the cat um, incarnation of lucifer um (laughs) literally he was fucking insane every time a loud sound would happen would would, 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 you know anything like a a bell or a car driving by or one time my wife got a job and she got really excited and she screamed like one of those really loud shrill girl screams and the cat just that sound lunged at me it was always me up and down my legs with his claws in his mouth and um i spent like literally like multiple occasions in doctor's offices getting tetanus shots and shit from this fucking animal um so that was uh and 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 we couldn't but but i loved the cat right because the cat was like he was like our baby you know he was the first uh pet that my wife and I had when we lived together so there was the sentimentality of that finally it was like and everybody in my family was like you guys are gonna have kids soon you better not have that cat when you have kids and he did it to me really bad and I got like a I got sick like I got an infection from it and uh, finally we just decided that we needed to put the cat down um yeah. it was really, it was really unfortunate so now 
Um, so after that, we didn't have any animals. We had kids. And then recently, my kids wanted a dog. So we got a dog. Having a dog is really different than having a cat because they're just like, it's just a different energy, right? You, Jenkins, you've had both, right? So Yeah, yeah. Dogs tend to uh, at least acknowledge that they depend on you for their survival. Cats, you are, uh, it is your honor and duty to serve them. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, Isra, what do you, um, what's, what's your, I know you've got uh, a brood of, of cats. What's your, uh, what's your opinion of, uh, of, of living with cats? Um, they are very hard work, uh, especially because I've got four of them. Right. Um, Maleficent is our youngest. I've had the most horrendous time getting her spayed because she, she's got severe behavioral issues. Um, when I got her, the, well, the guy basically lied to me. I got her from Facebook Marketplace because uh, I don't know if the score with rescue centers is the same over there as it is here, but they're always saying all the time, oh, adopt, don't, don't shop. But they make it so fucking difficult to adopt a cat that everyone's still buying cats. Right. So, you know, um, because I had a first floor flat at the time, I knew there was no point in even applying to a rescue center because they would just turn it down. So I went on Facebook Marketplace and I saw this little black kitten and, you know, she looked like butter wouldn't melt. And uh, I went to view her. I saw her with her mum, which uh, her mum cat. And apparently the cat had only had one kitten, which I thought was a little bit strange. And he told me she would be six weeks old in about like a week or so. And I, I agreed to take her on when she was six weeks old. Then he sprang on me two days later. Oh, can you take her now? The mom cat has rejected her. And I'd seen them two days later and they were fine. And I've had cats all my life. So I instantly became suspicious. So I went over. I got her in the carrier. I took her home on the bus, which she didn't particularly enjoy um but she when I got her home she actually in the evening she had a shit behind the tv and you know I didn't make a big deal out of it I just grabbed her and I shoved her in an in a litter tray which I'd literally purposely left downstairs and that was the end of that but she was so terrified like she was freaking out she was hissing she was spitting and I thought wait for a six-week-old kitten there's something drastically wrong here um my personal theory is that she was about three four weeks old at the time and I think it was the day later we were chilling out on the sofa bear in mind she was absolutely tiny and absolutely addicted to being around me and uh she actually exposed her belly and then i noticed the cigarette burns oh that's brutal so that is why that's that's why she's got such severe behavioral issues but 14 days ago finally managed to get her spayed and she's I wouldn't say that she's calmed down to the point where she isn't the same cat. Um, she still has a lot of her sassy, aggressive personality. And to be honest, with the things that she's obviously experienced, I probably, you know, I don't think that's going to change. But she, I, I actually think she's doing better. Um, my father, who is pretty old-fashioned, stiff upper lip, grew up uh, in the late 40s, said, get rid of her point blank and I thought oh hang on a minute this this is this is her home so you know you don't just get rid of a cat because you know and um 
I got in contact with an organization called the Cats Protection because the problem was the problem was with Maleficent is I had a vet appointment booked for her on about two or three occasions to get her spayed and I couldn't get her in the cat box by myself. So this woman from the Cats Protection came round and to be honest with you, I was expecting it to be the exact same fucking thing. But surprise, surprise, while I was sat in the living room drinking my coffee, this woman came in holding the carrier with Maleficent in it and said all done and I was like wow you actually fucking got her in um the situation was not without consequences because she left me a lovely puddle of piss on the middle of the bed um but other than that she's been absolutely fine so you know for my father just to say oh get rid of her you know I just think that was a bit shitty to be honest but then again I don't actually think he likes her that much so you know yeah I mean I was I I was there. It turned out. I mean, with in the in the case of the cat I was talking about, there was uh, there were some genuine like safety issues. Yeah, so it yeah, became yeah. it became a thing. But no, I totally agree. So um, we're gonna ask you some questions now. Um, okay. And, uh, these are the important questions. They're a lot more more important than than about like what your books are about or or yeah. anything else. Like these are these are the, the the profound ones. These are the the reasons why you came on this show and the reason what reasons why we invited you. Um. So, um, Jenkins, you mind if I start this one off? I'm oh, gonna, please go ahead. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna use a classic. I've I've actually used a variation of this one for the last few shows, so I'm gonna use it again. Um. So first of all, you got four cats. So why don't you pick one? Just give me a name. And We'll, we'll, oh, we'll... AJ. AJ. Okay. So, um, does uh, do you ever walk AJ? Is AJ one of those leash walking cats? No, but she is the most softest, sweetest little thing ever. And ever since her little um, escapade with cancer at the end of April, she is just even more my favorite than she ever was. Okay. Awesome. So we're playing favorites with cats here. Okay. Oh, we um, are. Yeah. I'm you sorry. Do that, yeah. I'm sorry, Isra's other cats, but. Um, you're all the, <laughs> she's got a fucking thing anyway um, so um, so do you ever play fetch with the cat is that a thing like can you play fetch with this cat and I'm um, asking, they don't the actually they don't really play because AJ and Ebony are nine years old they are sisters right um, okay. their mum Faith is ten years old but this is, this is a really funny story right I was laying in bed last night reading on my Kindle and um, I heard this noise in, in the kitchen and Maleficent is on the end of the bed I actually posted a picture on Facebook and and she is looking towards the kitchen because she can't understand what, where the noise is coming from. And I quietly got out of bed because I was wondering what it was myself. And little Ebony that never, ever plays, she's actually running around with Maleficent's mouse. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Okay. Well, Maleficent did not think so. So let's assume let's let's just let's 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 get a little hypothetical for a minute. We're going to we're going to we're all we're all big dreamers. So we're going to we're going to imagine that AJ actually does play fetch. Uh, and it's okay. really exciting. So she's kind of like a dog cat. Okay. So if you were out walking your cat, um, AJ, and you mm. came across a spiky looking coronavirus shaped cat toy, would you, now this is a multiple choice, A, pick it up and throw it to the cat to play fetch, B, scream and run away, or C, casually move away from it and explain to the cat the importance of social distancing? I would probably do C and I would probably also tell it to fuck off. You the, you would tell the the coronavirus shaped cat toy to fuck off. Yeah. Yeah, me too. 
Me too, actually. I am absolutely fucking sick of hearing about it, honestly. I saw I saw a, a, a coronavirus-shaped, like, giant, like, bigger ball thing that kids were playing with park, and it was right in the middle of the field, and it was, like, red, and it was spiky. And I just yeah. looked at it, and I said, you know what? Fuck off. <laughs> And then I walked away. Yeah. So I, I get you. I, I totally get you on that one. Okay, Jacob, yeah. you got a question? Yeah, uh, I do have a question. It is not cat related. I'm sorry, but okay. Uh, it's an important topic for me personally, so I like to uh, get get a poll from our guests when I can. Um, but fruit on pizza? Yes or no? I don't even like pizza. I'm afraid. Well, I guess that's an answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you like fruit? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna put it down for yes. I am gluten intolerant, first of all, but anything, even the gluten-free stuff, bread, pizza, my stomach just throws a hissy fit, and it's not worth me being sat on the toilet for the best part of three hours. You have a lot in common, isn't You know, no. That being said, that being said, the concept of fruit on pizza, assume you like pizza i think the concept of fruit on pizza is absolutely retarded (laughs) you're both so wrong no i so well together we did this thing i told you i told you the other day that as long as the pizza doesn't have tomato sauce on it so if you get some type of alfredo or creamy garlic or even a pesto sauce and you put some pineapple on it i'm totally fine it's something about tomato sauce and pineapple that just hey, doesn't work hey michael tomato's a fruit man tomato is a fruit it's a you're right it's a berry it's a fruit is it really yeah yeah that is fucked up it's actually a i knew it was a fruit because anything with seeds is a fruit but i didn't fucking know it was a berry is it really in the you berry see, i would absolutely love to love pizza but it just doesn't love me so yeah i get it i get it that's fine um yeah. i have cool. actually seen like a dessert variation where they've got like a brownie base and they've got like chocolate and stuff like yeah. that and oh. shit on it i would totally go so for that. a cake dessert pizza pretty pretty much yeah it's like a pizza dough kind of thing but it's got like yeah i've seen that i've seen that that, that. Awesome. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna come back to cats for a minute. Um, I'm gonna okay. ask a, another. This is um, this is a question I don't think we've asked anyone before. So uh, we're gonna try this one on you. Um, what is one thing that your cats could say that would completely ruin your image if they could talk? They would probably tell people how much I despise most of the human race. <laughs> <laughs> That's what 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 is no, the word? To be word? honest, um I kind of give, I kind of give that give that away myself. If I had to think really, really hard of something that would expose me, I know what it would be. When I'm like doing tarot card readings and like the witchy stuff that I do, they would probably like tell who I'm putting spells on. <laughs> you haven't put any spells on me, I hope. No, no. Because I got really sick a couple of weeks ago. No. <laughs> I didn't even think about that, that that was a possibility. I am a grey witch, but I am an ethical rich witch. So there has to be a really, really good reason. If there isn't a good reason, you don't do it, period. Okay, I get it. Jenkins, are you any type of witch? Um, no. I, I do tarot readings every once in a while, but I, I don't do spells of any nature. So. Cool. I've actually uh, had my uh, tarot card. I've, I've 
my wife's really into into um for a while we were we were kind of learning how to do it and i i know so for a while we knew what all the cards meant and uh we would go and and she would want to get readings done and she would want to go to psychics and stuff but yeah. uh, some of the stuff that that we were told was just too close to home and it mm. freaked me out and i just couldn't do it anymore. that's yeah. fair I like it for like uh, almost meditating. It's a good way to like reflect and consider the future, whether or yeah. not you believe that, you know, you're getting advice from a greater being or from you know something on the other side of the veil or whatever. It, it's a really nice way to just like consider your situation. Yeah, no, for sure. My wife meditates. I, I, I actually like every night she can she can meditate for hours. Um, I try to meditate. Right? She said, you can do this. Just, you know, breathe in and just whatever. And usually I'm asleep within the first like 12 seconds. Um, yeah, I don't really meditate per se because my concentration span doesn't last that long. Right. But I can sit alone with my thoughts and just kind of uh, mull things over. Like I can sit in a dark quiet room no tv on no background noise from the laptop no nothing and i can just literally you know reflect and stuff um yeah, that, that is my form of meditation so but in terms of actually sitting there cross-legged and being patient and shit it ain't gonna fucking happen so that's actually a misconception what you're doing is meditating what it's not clearing your mind it's actually just letting yourself think the thoughts as they come in yeah. your head that's a miss like people don't really realize that so it sounds like you actually do it huh? just not in the way that most people think yeah not in the way uh tv tells you you should no no right i've yeah. actually i'm currently watching the originals now on netflix i only started it about two or three nights ago and i'm already halfway season two um but i've actually treated myself to the supernatural boxed sets oh, nice. and i'm really really excited to start that because one of the characters is called Sam and the light bringer in the dark spell series is called Samuel. So I'm really, really intrigued. Plus I've been wanting to see this show for absolutely years, but they don't. Oh, oh we're talking about super, like about supernatural, like the CW supernatural. Yeah. The oh, TV oh, series. Yeah. God, yeah. You've got a lot of TV watching. Mind you. Yeah. It's like, so the thing, Jacobs, have you watched Supernatural? I'm on season 14. I think 15 is the last okay. season. So I haven't Does finished it. Get, to me, it gets, it's much in a similar, I mean, there was never, there wasn't nearly as much Buffy and Angel um, mm. as there there is Supernatural. But much like Buffy and Angel, I find that the first few seasons are kind of episodic, where it's like a, a new bad guy every episode. Yeah, it's Monster yeah, of the Week. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Monster of the Week. Like, the characters are good. Like, I really, like, Dean and Sam are awesome. And you, you, you feel like you know these guys as the show goes on. But as you get through the show, and when the, the overarching stuff starts to happen, the show takes on a, a, a much more intense weight. Um, and I actually find it, it's one of those shows that's rewarding because it gets so much better in the later seasons. But you should still probably watch it from the beginning. Well, I've actually uh, spent 118 quid on the box set, so I definitely will be watching it. Nice. Yeah, no, it's good. I um, I don't know if I was... Before, before that, I watched, I binged all the Harry Potter films in the space of two days. Wow. 
Pretty good. Awesome. In the space of a month, so. So, um, yeah, no, that's awesome. Safe, yeah. It's safe to say I like my supernatural, paranormal, witchcraft-style TV shows, for sure. Yeah. No, I it's a, it's a good genre to be in, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, with the situation that happened tonight, because obviously I've got fibromyalgia, endometriosis. When I'm in pain, I don't particularly, like, I like having a show to put my focus on, because it kind of takes my mind away from it as well as you like usually I'll be writing for example I've been writing tonight and I've had the originals playing in the background and I've literally been doing the writing and kind of half watching the originals as well so I do get through a lot of tv a lot of movies I'm subscribed to Netflix Prime Disney Plus um you know I absolutely love all that stuff does this do they ever like bleed into your writing if you have stuff on in the background or are you able um, to separate it I don't really think it does because when I'm doing my writing, I'm actually working from uh, notes that, oh, okay, okay. that I've already kind of set out. Um, I would be a bit concerned if one of the characters from like the originals or the Vampire Diaries suddenly turned up in the Dark Spell series. Um, Stefan and Damon Salvatore, don't get me wrong, they are very hot, they are very good looking. Unfortunately, I would probably get sued. Maybe. Maybe mix it up just enough. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, I don't think that would ever happen. But yeah, I do have some ideas for books in the pipeline. One of them is involving a witch and a vampire, but I'm keeping it very, very under wraps because that's going to be kind of a project for like further down the line kind of thing. And there's like two other ideas as well that I've had in mind for the best part of 12 months. But obviously, my main focus is finish the current series get that get the eight books done and then if I want to I can move on to other projects that is in a similar genre but kind of drifting into other genres a bit so you know nice so Jenkins let's move on with these questions because um yeah yeah let's uh get through all right so we have quite a few so I I well I don't know how much I have two more each I actually want two more for me one for you for each anyway uh in your opinion what's worse flies or mosquitoes Lies. Really? Okay. Yes. Can we? Can you expand on that? Yeah, I, I um. So liars to me are an absolute abomination. It should be a criminal charge for lying, especially if you're lying about something really bad. Oh, you said um, liars. I thought, I thought you said lawyers. <laughs> Same thing. Oh fuck! Now I'm gonna get a whole bunch of lawyer ads on Facebook again. You alienated <laughs> every lawyer fan we had, man. That's do we have any lawyer fans? Fuck. I don't think so. Actually, actually, one of them just wrote me fan mail. Fuck, which we're fucked. Okay, okay. The, she can't watch this episode. Listen to this episode. We gotta, we gotta somehow keep it away from her. I'll do All right. Best. So you didn't say lawyers. You said liars. Um, mm-hmm. And how does that relate to flies? Because where I am in the UK, we don't even get mosquito mosquitoes anyway. Uh, okay. So that, that's so only that, one applies. That makes sense. So that's a yeah. utopia. It sounds pretty great. That sounds it awesome. is the UK. So basically, we will get about a month of a heat wave every single year, and then it will just go to its usual freezing cold, which I kind of like after the heat wave. Don't get me wrong, but I am a tiny bastard as well. So you know, I get cold very easily. Um, but if you compare it to not being able to control my body temperature 
tour and flaring up with all these different illnesses and stuff I have, I would rather be cold. So, yeah. That actually sounds great. I, I don't like extreme heat. No. Yeah, no, I can't deal with it. It's been like, I took my kids to an amusement park a few days ago and it was like 35. Uh, well, it wasn't. It was like 30 degrees uh, Celsius, which I don't know yeah. what the is, but it's fun. I'll, I'll, I'll translate it as fucking hot. And um, walking around an amusement park. Wait, so I'm in America, obviously. So we use Fahrenheit. 86 degrees Fahrenheit. It has been over 100 where I am every day. Fuck. So that's 37, 38 for those of you that use Celsius. Oh, wow. Yeah, the yeah. highest the highest we've had this year over here was 28 Celsius. And that was horrendous for me because when I get hot, I start feeling sick and panicky. And uh, I just basically have to have about three or four cold showers a day. Yeah, no, I, I definitely um, I definitely don't do heat well. That, uh, that sounds pretty awful. Um, Isra, what's the most imaginative insult that you've ever come up with? Um, I really like the insult cockwomble at the moment cockwomble I did not yeah. come up with it though so how would you use cockwomble in a sentence um well basically you just find a person to yell at and call them a fucking cockwomble <laughs> so have you ever so like like you can use it on I'd imagine you can use it on cats too right um I probably Stop wouldn't being a fucking cockwomble Maleficent I I probably wouldn't actually use it on the kids unless they'd done something really fucking naughty I mean I <laughs> Rarely, rarely have to tell them off. I would, I don't think I would ever use it on my kids either. No. I would. If I, if I had kids, I totally would. You totally would. I think my wife would, would, would make me sleep on the couch for a night at least if I ever tried that one. I'm trying um, to think of an of an insult that I've came up with myself. Um, well, cockwomble is pretty good. I don't know if you can. I don't know if we can actually. Man, yeah, the Brits are just so good at those insults that just sound perfect. I like give some I mean, I've actually got a thing at the moment of calling everyone peasants. Um, and to be honest, I don't really know where that one came from, but it, it's actually managed to find its way in the books. So, yeah. The, the big British, I don't know. I, I, I've i always heard like fucking tosser and fucking wanker. Tosser and wanker are great, yeah. Uh, we like to call people cunts. Yeah. yeah. That's we we're, we don't get away with that in America, unfortunately. No, you, 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 I, which you, makes me sad because it's it's such a good one. It's a good one, and 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 British people can use that. Can use cunt for yeah. anything. Be like, you can call like a dude a fucking cunt, and it's like totally fine. But um, but over in the U.S., and, I I did once call. Uh, this was years ago. I don't have that cat anymore, but I I did call her a cunt, and she took a shit on my couch afterwards. So I don't really like to use it when addressing <laughs> people anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck you have another question uh oh did you ask the last one yeah i can uh, I pull it up. I did. all right um uh what's the most dangerous animal that no one thinks about uh humans that's a good one <laughs> i mean i try not to think about humans so it definitely applies <laughs> no you're totally right you're 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 100 right um um, they, we, are, we are, like, we are they are they are like pretty dangerous lately and they don't even know it um so in my opinion i'm gonna go with humans okay it's fair it's definitely not wrong no i wish i could think about them less though yeah no it's um no it's a good answer i like when uh i like when you try to ask an answer and get a funny question and then you actually get something like super profound yeah or 
sad. That's awesome. Um, this one might be a little bit controversial, and it and it, if it is, I'm I'm really sorry. But um, what do you think the first person to milk a cow was actually trying to do? Well, surely they were trying to milk a fucking cow. <laughs> Maybe I mean, I've I've <laughs> I've heard some really funny um memes from people that don't like vegans and uh it isn't directly related to the cow thing but basically some people that don't like vegans think that vegans get up at 5 a.m. to milk almonds That's hard to <laughs> um, do which yeah. I can't imagine milking an almond so fuck knows how you'd milk a fucking cow I'm imagining it right now and actually the imagery is hilarious you do have to imagine a pair of tits on the almond first, though. Sorry. <laughs> you see, that's what I, like like I like to. It's I know it's I know we're we're going we're we're going back a long time, but I just can't imagine like the first time somebody actually did that and and like saw the milk come out in a pail. And they're like, that looks fucking awesome. Like I'm gonna drink that. Like, I mean, it's not very funny to think about, but they probably did see like a calf drinking the milk and go like, well. It's keeping him alive. Maybe it'll work for me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't actually know how the dairy uh, world came about, but obviously somebody must have had the wacky idea one day. So. And it is a wacky idea. Um, yeah. Is where can we find you? on the internet amazon uh facebook twitter i don't really use it i think it's an absolute pile of wank linkedin i don't really understand that one either tumblr that just literally goes from instagram um tiktok i do a lot on there i've got nearly 500 followers on there now um trying to think there's the wordpress blog uh i probably missed something but i honestly can't think so everywhere on you're basically everywhere as Isra Ravenheart. Pretty much, yeah. On uh, TikTok, it's Isra Ravenheart Dark Fanta. There's a funny story behind that. that I wanted Dark Fantasy. TikTok only allows you certain characters, so unfortunately, it had to be Dark Fanta. And to be honest with you, I kind of like the username, so I've stuck with it. Um, it's Isra's Ravenheart author on Instagram with a little hyphen at the end. Um, but most places, it's just simply Isra's Ravenheart to keep it fucking simple. Awesome. Let's keep it simple. Well, it's been uh, absolutely awesome and fascinating uh, to have you on the show tonight. And you. And uh, you know, it's uh, you know, we're looking forward to. Uh, seeing what comes next and obviously if you've got something really cool you want to talk about we're happy to have you come back on the show yeah, yeah I mean uh, there are there are like literally in front of me right now on one of my saved open off open office documents because I don't use word about four new story ideas awesome amazing yeah. looking forward to hearing more about it uh, have a wonderful night and uh, and hope to hear from you soon yeah, yeah you too That was Isra Stravenhart, a uh, fantasy author, uh, fascinating human being, and a really fun interview. Yeah, I, I got to learn about a cockwomble. Yeah, which is something that... Which is which is one that I'll I I mean I'm I'm going away like maybe if I'm driving and somebody <laughs> cuts yeah. me off or pulls in front of me I'll I'll just open the window and and um, yell out you fucking cockwomble. I'm reserving it exclusively for people I know and I'm close with. <laughs> 
but uh yeah so uh oh shit we didn't get to we didn't get to fan mail um it's been a long episode you know what we're gonna we'll sign off um we're gonna be back um i'm going to i'm gonna find out who is gonna be with us for the next episode actually gonna do this right now Uh, i will not edit out your searching this time oh it is i can't anyway um make sure you read from the right list this time oh okay yeah no it's ann miles um science fiction author ann miles will be with us on uh, on our next episode and uh we will uh talk about by then hopefully i'll have actually watched um suicide squad um hopefully you'll have watched space jam we get that and then we'll do the we'll do the fan mail because i'm sure there's going to be a shitload of yeah let's give it another week to stack up yeah Yeah. a lot more to read yeah great yeah and and i and also um talk about swag uh shirts and hats and very important our five listeners want that shirt well no i don't know i mean like with all this with all this fucking crazy uh groupie fan mail we're getting we might we might actually uh need to get that shit rolling faster so um maybe we'll start some kickstarters uh whatever the fuck kickstarters are all right guys um you know what to do uh we'll see you next week and meantime go read a book